Welcome to Quick Consult, the podcast that addresses the questions you were most likely to ask or should ask in a consultation with an estate planning attorney. Welcome to Quick Consult. I'm your host, Sarah Josie, sitting here with my law partner, Matt Carrillo, for today's episode. We are recording this out of our Cornelius, North Carolina office. Matt came down today uh, for a ribbon cutting ceremony to celebrate opening this office here in Cornelius. How are you doing today, Matt? Good, Sarah. How about yourself? I am doing well. I'm really excited for today's episode because we get to have a conversation and it's not just me talking into a microphone. I know, it's exciting. So what's our subject material for today? Um, I think we should focus on the intersection of estate planning and family law. Um, I did touch on that with a previous episode briefly, but I thought it would be great to get your opinion on the value of prenuptial agreements, postnuptial agreements, and other issues where estate planning and family law kind of collide. Okay, that's pretty. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I know for your estate planning clients, particularly the ones that already have documents in place, if they were to go down the route of getting separated or even about to get married, as you noted, getting a prenup, a prenuptial agreement, in Virginia we call them premarital agreements as well, um, is a good idea to the, at the very least talk to an attorney because you're going to want to protect your estate um, prior to actually going down the process of getting married. Um, but that said, if you have already gotten married and and you might you might want to try to protect some of those assets that you may have had. Uh, prior to the marriage. Some parties can also do a postnuptial agreement if they can come to an agreement to, to deal with those same issues that also intersect with the estate planning things. And then um, finally, I guess we can also touch on if parties, if the marriage isn't working out um, and parties are going to be going down the road of separation or divorce, they're going to definitely want to talk to a, an estate planning attorney in addition to their divorce attorney so they can they can deal with what to do with those documents that might already be in place or if they need to redo their documents prior to actually getting divorced. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Definitely a lot to unpack there. So why don't we talk first about uh, prior to marriage. So someone's thinking about getting married, maybe they have substantial assets that they want to keep separated from their spouse. Um, what's it like to get a prenuptial agreement? Is there anything specific that you want to let our listeners know that they need to be considering and need to discuss with their attorney when getting a prenup? Yeah, so initially, um, like almost most of our consults and most of the listeners may know this, but the first thing they're going to want to do is contact the law firm and set up a time to talk to the attorney. And at that, at that initial consultation, the attorney and the client should really know this as well. They're going to want to ask the attorney um, questions about what's going to happen to my estate when I get married, For so when I say estate, any of my property that I have prior to marriage, and how can I protect that once I get married. So this comes up a lot when people have, have had maybe a career before getting married, or maybe they have a lot of property through an inheritance prior to getting married, and so they're going to want to have a list of questions, things like, um, what sort of documents should I have in place before I get married, whether that's a prenup, whether that's a will or a power of attorney, those sort of things. Um, 
in addition to a list of your assets, uh, particularly a prenuptial agreement, premarital agreement, the parties are going to need to be as forthcoming with all of their assets, basically disclose everything for that sort of an agreement to be effective. And so you're going to want to be, you're going to have all that information for your attorney so the attorney can go through it and really analyze what, what the best route would be for, for that particular client. And just to add on to that, I think it's really important to know that when you do do a prenup, it is ideal for you to have a different attorney than your spouse. It is possible to waive any conflict there, but correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, it is ideal to have two different attorneys working on that matter. Uh, yeah, ideal and probably probably the most ethical would be to have separate attorneys for each of the parties um, when you're talking about a prenuptial agreement. I just, I, I don't personally see how you can get around the conflict. I think technically you probably can, but I think clients really need to get their own individualized legal advice and that, that really would be best with somebody other than your, your forthcoming spouse. Yeah, and that would also impact the enforceability. So if you did get divorced down the road, um, you're kind of leaving the door open for your future spouse to potentially try to contest the prenuptial agreement if you're not using both of those attorneys. So definitely a good idea to, to spend a little extra money up front uh, to avoid having to spend a lot of money on the back end by using two separate attorneys when doing your prenuptial agreement. Yeah, definitely. I'd also say from an estate planning perspective, it's definitely a good idea to uh, plan ahead of time and go ahead and have your spouse waive that elective share claim. So both in Virginia and North Carolina, and, and I believe in other jurisdictions as well, the longer you're married, the more right your spouse has in your, uh, your assets. So even if you were to create a will or a trust where you say, well, my, my spouse gets nothing or my spouse only gets 25% of my estate or whatever the case may be, it could be that depending on how long you've been married, they're actually entitled to 50% of your estate, regardless of what your will or trust may say. So it's really important when doing a prenuptial agreement to make sure that that elective share claim is waived along with any other rights that someone may obtain just by virtue of the marriage in, in your estate. Anything to add to that, Matt? Yes. So um, kind of in the same lines as the elective share, for both North Carolina and Virginia, um, both of those states have what are called equitable distribution statutes. And so if you do not have those documents in place just by virtue of being married, each of the spouses is going to start to re get a marital interest in, in different properties. And so that's the whole point of that sort of getting those documents done prior to the marriage, so to protect that. Um, in addition, uh, issues like spousal support um, are going to be dealt with as well, and th that also kind of reflects what, what could, could happen should the parties get divorced um, and how it could impact the, the, the longer-term estate. All right. Well, I hope that gives you a pretty decent overview of what it's like to get a prenuptial agreement. I think we should move on to you've gotten married. Uh-oh, you didn't do the prenup what happens now um, and from an estate planning side there are ways to execute trust um, even family trust where you can isolate your assets from your spouse but again if you didn't waive that elective share initially it doesn't matter if you have an amazing trust created for you your spouse is going to have the ability to get around it 
So at that point, you may consider entering into a postnuptial agreement, which is very similar to a prenuptial agreement. It's just entered into after marriage. Um, and then once that elective share claim is properly waived, then you can set up a trust to ensure that the beneficiaries that you want to inherit with your separate assets are in fact being inherited. Um, anything to add to that, Matt, from a family law perspective? Yes. And so for the postnuptial agreement, I would recommend generally that um, if you're thinking about doing those, you want to do those as soon after you get married as possible because you don't want to run into the situation where you're getting mad at each other and thinking about getting separated or divorced because then you're not going to reach an agreement. And so you just you want it, you want to deal with it as soon as possible. It's a it's a hard subject to deal with because a lot of people, you you know, in the throes of just getting married, um, you're in the honeymoon phase, and you don't want to talk about these serious type of issues. But it'll save you thousands upon thousands of dollars later if you happen to go down the route of separation or divorce. And so that postnuptial agreement, if you were unable to get the prenup done, best to deal with it as soon as possible after the marriage. And not only is it going to save you thousands in attorney's fees on the back end, but if you were to pass away um, by having that postnuptial agreement, you could inherit your own biological children, for example. You can address things like if your spouse were to get remarried, that that new partner not benefit from your estate and those types of issues. So the prenuptial agreement is really important. The postnuptial agreement, if you don't get a prenup, is very important. But let's say that the situation has come up where you know, you, you didn't listen to Select Law Partners' amazing quick consult podcast, you don't have the prenup, you don't have the postnup, and now we're getting into a divorce. What are your options there? So, now you're at that unfortunate event where, as Sarah noted, you didn't listen to us and give you the <laughs> prenup or postnup, and you have to go talk to an attorney about going down the road of separation. At that point, you're going to want to tell the attorney, again, full disclosure, everything that's out there, what documents may or may not be out there when it comes to estate planning, like wills, trusts, powers of attorney, but also how, how properties titled, when it was acquired, things of that nature, so that the um, divorce attorney can really have a good overview of what needs to be taken care of and whether or not you have to rescind these documents before you actually get divorced or before you get a separation agreement. And so just a quick kind of overview of the separation agreement, it's essentially the same thing uh, like a prenup or a postnup, with the exception is now the intent is the parties are getting separated and you'll be dealing with all that property and um, waiving your respective interests in each other's estates. So that's really the only difference is just the timing. Yeah, um, and same thing here, when you do enter into a separation agreement, you're going to want that similar language of waiving the elective share in there, um, and that's going to be really important for purposes of protecting your estate. Unfortunately, there's not much we can do um, other than getting that separation agreement signed, and depending on how contentious uh, the divorce is, uh, that your spouse or partner may not agree to do that. Um, but when it comes to things like powers of attorney, you can definitely revoke those at any time, you know, send notice to your agent who may be your spouse that they can no longer use that general power of attorney. They can no longer access your financial accounts. They can no longer sign real estate um, on your behalf. Um, and also the healthcare power of attorney. A lot of times people don't want their separated spouse to be making healthcare decisions for them or pulling the plug. Um, so in those cases, you, you can take affirmative action and steps 
to to remedy that issue. So you're going to want to definitely speak to an estate planning attorney, take care of those documents during the separation, and you you may want to revisit it again after the divorce is, is actually finalized as well uh, once you take care of that elective share issue. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that covers most everything that I think um, for purposes of the quick consult people need to think about before talking to an attorney. I would just uh, reiterate what Sarah had noted earlier. It's great being down here. We can actually have this conversation together. I hope that um, if you do run into a legal issue that um, you can always contact us at Select Law Partners and uh, Sarah will probably mention this again, but our next our next podcast together will be dealing with some of the overview of our services that we offer and um, I will see you next time. So it's good seeing you, Sarah. It was great seeing you too, Matt. Till next time. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit selectlawpartners.com. The information in this episode is provided for general informational purposes only and may not reflect the current law in your jurisdiction. You understand that there is no attorney-client relationship between you and the host or any select law partner's attorneys. No information contained in this episode should be construed as legal advice from the host or select law partners, nor is it intended to be a substitute for legal counsel on any subject matter.